You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 5 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. So, what man, is happening? I'll tell you what's not happening. Okay, what's not happening? <laughs> the Yankees in the postseason is uh-huh. not happening. By the way, you like that effect? Yeah, do that again. Please. Okay. <laughs> I love it, dude. We're, we're 12. Oh, uh, my God. That's, the, that's one of the greatest <laughs> things that's happened to me in months. <laughs> well, certainly. Because I've the, been in the house for so long. The Yankees' playoff run was not the greatest thing to happen to any of us. I think we have to start by talking about well, okay, so the end of the baseball season. I knew that they us. were going to lose. Well, I mean, you're not alone in knowing no, no, that no, no, the no, team no. was flawed and sucky. Right, but here's the deal. Yeah. On Sunday afternoon, yes. I went to the Red Sox-Nats game at the invitation of yeah. the Bahraini ambassador to sit in a box with him and a bunch of other people. You're dropping really a inter- whole lot of names here. Go ahead. Interesting, interesting, interesting crap. I'm just saying, like, I yeah. mean, how often do you go to a game and you get to sit in a box, right? With yeah, the, yeah. the Bahraini ambassador, who is a Red Sox fan because he went to school in Boston. Um, I'm sorry. I don't buy it, but go on. All right. So anyway, so the Nats were up 5-2. No, 5-1, 5-2 in like the seventh inning. They suck. They shit the and, bed. And, well, they do suck, but the but the Red Sox came charging back. Yeah, and won the game. And so the Sox had all the momentum. The you Yankees know, I, had lost two of three from Tampa, but they won in an exciting fashion yeah, on Sunday. But, and you could say that they had momentum too. Momentum, as they say in baseball, only goes as far as your next day starting pitcher, and that's what we learned on Tuesday night, which is right. our ace. Garrett Cole was not good. Nah. Was not good. He wasn't good. He gave up two runs in the first. He gave up another run in the third. And the Yankees. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. It was terrible. There were some bad omens in the game. Like when Giancarlo Stanton hit a bomb in the first inning that a week ago would have been over the green monster. This week hit the wall. Right. And then when, when I saw that, I'm like. That's not a good sign. You know that I was I was curled up in the corner, not yeah. watching. You well, were texting me. You're like, this doesn't look good. Well, this and Cole good. literally had nothing. Like, you could tell yeah. early on that he was struggling and that his command wasn't there and he wasn't good. And then they got thrown out at home. Judge got thrown out at home. And so instead of having – this is later in the game. Right. Instead of having runners at second and third with one out, you had a runner at second with two outs, and Joey Gallo came up and did not do anything productive. And at that point, he the game sucks. was still in. That game was still. I don't in like Joey show. Gallo. He did not do well for us this year, but that game was. I think still we'd be better with Joey Tribbiani. Uh, we couldn't have done worse, but Stanton hit two balls off of the wall, right? And he had a home run, so he could have had three home runs in a lot of stadiums, other than Fenway. Right. The two balls that he hit off the wall would have been home runs. Stupid but, green but monster. Getting, but getting thrown out at home <laughs> is 
emblematic of the Yankee season. season. They got thrown out on the bases more than any other team this year. All day Monday, people were asking me if I was excited, and I kept saying no. no was, the Yankee season has been like – it was like torturous, torturous. It was, it was not fun to watch this team, and I think that they need to clean house, and I personally think that not only should – Aaron Boone be let go as manager. Well, his contract is up. They should not right. re. They should not sign him to a new contract. But I also think that it's time for it's Brian time for Cashman, Cashman to, go. to go. Yes, it's time. It's to been go. time for Cashman to go for a while. You know, he's been the general manager for over twenty years. And look at the body of work. Yeah, yeah. He it's inherited not, a great team, right? And they've been. They have not been good. Their analytics team, I also think, needs to go away because. They seem to believe that baseball is played on a spreadsheet <laughs> right. and not on a field. And listen, I'm all for advanced You sound like analytics. Art Howe in, no. Uh, in, no, no. Uh, in, in Moneyball. No, I'm going to couch my okay, comments by saying I am all for analytics and advanced. Uh-huh. All of these advanced metrics are important. And the right. game is, is totally different today than it right. was even 10 years ago. Agreed. And you see the shifts that are employed all the time, and you know it's more of a which, as a pull hitter, annoys me. Yeah, well, as you know, it's I'm all known about as a pull hitter. That's what you are known yeah, for. Yeah, I'm known for that. Yeah. It's it's all about trajectory <laughs> and exit velocity. The problem it's, don't you is, think it's a little too much? It, like well, all of this discussion, it's a little too much. Like, can it's, we just sit back and enjoy the game and let well, people play? Well, that's the thing. So there's the overcorrection, you know, in one direction or the other, which is, again, why I'm not Art Howe in Moneyball. I'm not a total, (laughs) like, oh, no, it's like, it's all about the feel. Like, no, I understand there's a role for analytics, but there's also a role for chemistry in the clubhouse. Right, right. And when you, when your team has no heart and passion, you can tell. I just And it makes a difference. Every time I watch the Yankees this season, which I don't do often because I am a jinx. Every yeah, time I watch one of my true. teams play, it's not that they suck; it's that I make them lose. But anyway, yes, you make everybody them just lose. seemed everybody seemed out of place. Like no one seemed to be in the right position in the field. No, it's just the, the, the whole. Like, why is DJ LeMahieu playing second? Why is he playing short? I mean, it's just weird to me. Well, they don't have a real position no, for him and he has played all of the infield positions i the know problem, but it's just the problem was glaber torres proved to be a terrible shortstop i know gary sanchez i think also needs to be let he's go. gotta go definitely and they they have a lot of issues with their personnel now it could also be that the management is not that, that the coaching staff is not doing a good job developing players properly right. Right. Those, these, Let, these are real possibilities, but no, something I'm, is broken. There's definitely the something broken that they have to do something. And I think because how is it that we pay more than we have the highest payroll in the game, and we haven't won a World Series since 2009? I know. I'm I'm feeling that it's really it, yeah, it's bothersome. It's not good. The Red Meanwhile, Sox. Move I'm on. really excited about the New York Knicks. Uh, it's not. It's still Basketball's preseason. Gonna start soon. It's still preseason. I'm sorry. We're talking about the Yankees. Stay focused. No, for a I can't beat this dead horse. No, the it's horse, dead. It's it, over. No, it's done. It's a postmortem. We have to. We're part of our call. Our, our logo or our right. um, whatever True. you want to call that uh, slug that we have at the bottom. It's mentions right. the Yankees, and we almost no, never. We almost never talk about the Yankees anymore because they're so frustrating. Because but it is frustrating. Brian Cashman it has is, to go. He's not the only one. 
He's Gary not Sanchez the only one. has to go. I don't know why. I mean, we get it. They got attached to Gary Sanchez. He had a good rookie season, good half rookie season. He's got a cannon for an arm. He hits with for power. When he's, he hits, he's terrible at defense, and he doesn't seem to have a lot of like a high baseball IQ. Right. And that's see, another a, part of the problem. They don't right. seem like they know what they're fucking doing out there. <laughs> that's a problem. I'm just saying. My did, rant is over. Did I ever tell you that I was the emergency catcher on my high school? I did not know that. And I played and the last year I played uh I played baseball, little league baseball, I was like fifteen. And my friend Adam, who's a listener, his dad was the coach. And I asked him, I was like, I want to play catcher. And he let me play catcher, which was yeah. awesome. I mean, you get beat up back there, but you're in every play. Catching is the most important role. I threw some guys out stealing. That was amazing. Yeah. Being it was catcher, totally fun. The catcher. Gary Sanchez. So, so as someone, as let's set aside that I'm known for being a pull hitter. Yeah. That one season that I played catcher, which, you know, you know. You were the, I, you were I the can now relate. And I'll tell you, Gary Sanchez catcher. is a terrible catcher. He's not good. He's a terrible. Two, they, the Yankees have too many <laughs> non-contact guys. They're all or nothing hitters. Yeah, and that's right. fine. You can have like two or three of those guys, but you can't have six or seven in right. your lineup. You cannot. Right. They need more contact hitters. They need more Ooh. players with passion and right. who love the game. And I'll tell you, Odor, who they got from Texas early in the season, who is not by any by any objective measure, he's not a good player. But he has heart, and he has passion, right. and he was involved, and the guys seem to enjoy having him around. Like that's the kind of player you want—the guy right. who will you elevate need some everybody of that, right? else. Think about the great Yankee teams; they had some guys there who just were all heart. Yeah, I won't mention his name. No, I know we, he 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 who must not be named because his because, politics is so crazy. I don't even know what to do with myself. Like, yeah. When I listen, when I when I I do watch the game and I hear him calling the game, I get so upset because yes. I'm like, I love this guy. Oh no, I hate this guy. Well, I'm kind of hoping that maybe he didn't vote for him the second time around, but <laughs> like I have no evidence one way or the other. All I know <laughs> is that he went to a, a Trump rally in 2016 and it crushed both of us. Oh, it broke our. We, hearts. we can't talk about it. And we won't mention his name, but he is a broadcaster yeah. and former right fielder for the Yankees, who was the heart and soul of that team. Heart and soul. Heart and soul. Yeah. He was he was the that thing, that missing ingredients, that intangible, as that, Art Howe exactly, would say. Exactly. But the, that's when they were doing well. When they right. had guys who all they cared about was winning. They right. didn't care about their own stats. They didn't care about how they looked. It was, are we gonna win? And right. what do I have to do to win? And the guy who shall not be named would get angry at himself when <laughs> he didn't perform well. But he was angry with himself. He didn't get angry with his teammates. Right. He was angry with himself. And the other guys looked at that and said, he's playing with a lot of passion. We have to yeah, rise right. to that level too. No, and I that's don't. what you need. Did you see last night? I'm sure you didn't watch the Red Sox against the Rays last night. I'm not watching. I... Okay, but did you see the highlights at all? No. Do you know about the steal of home? I, I, yes. That is what you need. Where is our guy who's who is home, going right? to steal home in the playoffs? We don't have that. And also, by the way, who will hit a home run in the same game. Right. Where is our player we, who can I do that, who has that heart, 
who has that burning desire to win. That's what doesn't we need. exist on the Yankees right now. Well, not right now, and that's what we need to fix. Okay, speaking of fixing, no, I'm done with the Yankees, Yankees right now. I'm done with the Yankees. Speaking of he who has who shall not be named, who used to play right field for the Yankees, but who voted for Trump. Yeah. Yesterday, I met with a group of visiting Egyptians, and they asked me if Trump was running in 2024. And what did you tell them? Of course he is. Uh, is there any is there question? any question? I but they they can be forgiven, right? Because they're Egyptians. They're not from here. It's a long time. It's a lot far 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 away, and things are mediated. But <laughs> I mean, is there anybody in the United States of America who does not believe that Trump is running in twenty twenty four? Probably not. But there was a poll that came out yesterday. I think. It said 44% of Republicans think that Trump should run again in 2024. Did you see mm-hmm. that? It was 40. Yeah. 40, 44, 40, 40, 40, I thought it was 40. Okay. Whatever. Four percentage points, whatever. So 44% of Republicans. But I think that the, the lead actually was gotten wrong here. A majority of Republicans say he shouldn't run. Yeah, but who they latched about on Democrats, to? Right. I, I don't think they've latched on to anybody yet, but I think that. Ron DeSantis. Maybe. We don't know, but. We should, I mean, should we take a little heart in that a majority of Republicans are saying that he shouldn't run? No. Why? Because it won't matter because he'll get into the race. He will unleash his wild craziness. Okay. And he will become the eventual nominee and they'll okay, all vote but, for him. But I don't well, take heart in that they? at all. I yes. don't know. I think that we need know. to. I think that we need to look at the silver lining for the silver lining here. That a majority of Republicans who are have in the last well, five it, years proven to be walking in lockstep with him, right, are saying that they don't think he should run. I don't know. <sighs> I think it's a lot. It's, he's. Uh, I, it, it doesn't matter because he's going to run. Okay. Because like, what does he care? So my point is, that. is that if what, he runs, there's the danger of him being elected. That's all. Well, what I'm saying is they might not be overly supportive of him if he runs. I think, but we've talked about this before. We live in a polarized environment where yeah. Fox News, Newsmax, and OAN all those are, are the thing. And so that if people think they'd rather be dead than vote for a Democrat, right? They'd all rather I'm live saying. in Russia than vote for a Democrat. So if the choice is between... I get Trump it. and Biden. But if, ten, but if 10% of that 56% are persuadable, that could I swing. I don't think they're persuadable to vote for a Democrat. I think, 10%. I think that what you have, I think, I think the silver lining is maybe some of them won't vote. Okay. But of course, we'll get the whole like socialism, critical race theory, defund the police thing, and people will get scared and they'll vote. I mean, maybe, yeah. I uh, I, I I I just I just wanted to point out that I didn't even hesitate, and I was and oh, afterwards yeah. I wondered if there are people who are like, well, maybe he won't. No, nobody who's seriously watching this is saying right. is thinking okay. that. I just want the to make way, sure the only way he won't run is if he is prevented from running because right. he was found um, guilty, guilty of, of, of fomenting an insurrection. <laughs> right. I mean. 
But the odds of that happening are not good. Not, no, but, not but high that would prevent him from running. Yeah, it would. And if but you that, believe, I think that if that was the case, there would be violence. Well, there's going to be violence anyway. We're well, right. But I think that I think that if there's going to be violence, whether he if he runs, there's going to be violence if he if he's prevented from if running. he's prevented from running. I think if for some reason he doesn't, he chooses not to run. There won't necessarily be violence, but under those two well, other scenarios, yes, and there will be, which I, I think are greater. There's a greater likelihood of either of those than there definitely. are of him saying, "Yeah, no, nah, I'm not going to run." No, definitely. I choose not to run. Do you remember that episode of Seinfeld with the race? I choose yeah. not to run. He's never going to say that. Uh, he's never, ever, ever. Didn't ever, he say, ever. "If I lost, if I lose the election, you'll never see me again"? Yeah. That would have been nice. That would have been. We all would have been a lot happier. Well, not all of us, but certainly you and I would have been a lot happier. <laughs> oh, my God. I think the country would be in a lot better so shape. It, but... it, it, it just every day is like eye-popping craziness to me. So yeah. I, I, um, one of the lead stories in today's Washington Post was about Tennessee. Yeah. And how Tennessee, because there's so few public health measures in place in Tennessee that COVID is going great. Even as, even as the country is crested and the number of cases are decreasing, that COVID is going crazy. Kids are getting sick at a rate like you don't even know. And so they interviewed, once again, they interviewed a woman, like her uncle died she of COVID. Care. I'm and guessing she died doesn't care. And, and so she has kids. I think the oldest is 13. She's unvaccinated. She's not going to vaccinate her kid, etc. Like, I don't what? understand. Don't so you want to do the take? best things for your kids? To apparently not. Like, like but what would from the take? moment Maddie burst forth, I, my, the, like the overwhelming kind of innate primordial feeling was protect, love, protect at all costs, and. All these people are like, yeah, my uncle died. Grandma's really sick. But my they don't think the, the kids are going to get weeks. sick. But they don't but think. But then the kids... all these other kids are sick. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what's it going to take then? I don't what will it take? Know. I don't know. We talk about this so much. I'm just take... dumbfounded at the how dumb people are. But it's getting worse. It's not getting better. So I know. It's you would think like okay, a global pandemic should shock people back into reality, but it's not. No. It's not going to. No. We delayed I mean, going back to the office again. To when? January 3rd. Oh, really? Yep. Why? That feels excessive to me at this point. Uh, Because there's some models that suggest that there'll be a delta wave in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic, even though everybody... It won't be as severe, obviously, as it was in the South because many people are... Many, people, I think, I many think more we, people are vaccinated here. I think that you guys and are then, being overly cautious. And then if you delay till December, then it becomes the holidays. And well, I thought it was so November. Like, I thought it was, it was November. It was November 1. And then they were like, we're going we're gonna to change it. But instead of going into December, going back in December, we'll just wait till January. I feel like that's a mistake. Oh, I think we are being, I think, I think look, we, it's not only the organization we're for, not only, I think Tech is also a membership organization. There are people over the age of 70. Yeah, cetera, they're, they're triple backs at this point, I'm assuming. You know, 
I'm just saying. I, I think that they should allow a certain number of employees to come in, and it oh, may I was not in the office be yesterday. But it may not be, you know, every day, or it may be, you know, right. one you come in on Mondays, but, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I don't, or whatever. I don't, I don't get paid the big bucks to make these kinds of decisions. Oh, well. I, I think, you know, still, caution. If they want to be cautious, it's better than being sorry, right? Uh, yeah, and, you but, know, but I went to the point. office yesterday. It was nice. I got, I got some stuff done there, and so on and so forth. But you can be cautious and still. My only point is, is that this is kind of the way. We have to live because there's dumb people in Tennessee. Okay, but but your office is nowhere near Tennessee. No, I understand. And, but and I'm guessing that most of the people who work in your office are smarter than the average person who is not vaccinated. No, no, in Tennessee. I, I think so. But I think you also have to pay attention to some of the models, which suggest that the winter months may not be great, even though we're the number of case, the case numbers are coming down in the United States. Uh, I feel like I, I mean, look. Here's the bottom line. I'm generally supportive of what they want to do. I'm writing a book. So trying to like go into the office a few days a week and work from home, it's too disruptive. I need well, to like be in the space that I'm in. I mean, all I'm, saying, all I'm saying is this feels excessive to me. And I'm, you know, all for caution, but like to right. a point. All right. point. I'm, I'm supportive. It's like, whatever. Yeah, I just think, I think. You're I'm, a company man. Yeah, right. Okay. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm a company man. Put a gray suit on me. Yeah. Um, I, I just think, you know, the news in the past week is like, oh, cases are coming down, et cetera, et cetera. How many people are still getting sick? How many people are dying? It's a yeah, huge number. Yeah, I get number. all of that. I get all of that. But would you want your kids not in school right now? No, 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 no. no. I would be the first one with a pitchfork exactly. to so, make sure that – Right. I get it. I mean, at some point, we're going to have to learn to live with this because it's not going to go away because we have too many, as we've said, we have too many stupid people in this country right. who refuse to do what they need to do to make this go away. Right. So we're going to have to learn how to live. I and mean, part I, of learning how to live is, is doing you know, right. I was, got to get back to, in the game. Uh, I went to REI the other day to buy stuff and I had my mask on and I was thinking about it while I was like standing online waiting to pay. And so it's like a mask on the, the people behind the, you know, who are the cashiers are behind plexiglass. All the other customers are masked. It's like, this feels just normal at this point. There's like is, nothing weird or strange about the whole thing. I think which it would be weird or really strange abnormal. not to be masked in that, in that environment. Yeah. But that's how abnormal our situation is. I know. That that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. it's, We it's live insane. in this abnormal norm. Right. But I mean, at some point we have to sort of get on with things and, you know, I, I'm not one to take unnecessary risks, especially with one's health. But I think that there's a way to do it where you wouldn't be taking a big risk and you could still let people into the office. I do. Yeah. I mean, you go, right, have I, you sat in a restaurant yet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You take your mask off when you eat. I have been in, but mo- since now, in that in that moment in June, late May, June, and July, indoor dining, it was great. I went out with bunches of people and so on and so forth, and we had a great time. I think since the big Delta wave, we've either been eating outside only or taking out. Yeah, but you know but what? Prior winter's to vaccination, we never would have eaten outside. Right, but winter's coming, and at some right. point, if you want to go out to a restaurant, you're not going to sit outside anymore, and you're going to take a chance and sit inside. But if you're in New York City, 
you need to show proof of vaccination. To right, we don't have that, that restaurant. We don't have that here yet. And I don't think we're going to. I mean, why wouldn't we? I live in a place where like, you know, 85% of eligible adults have been vaccinated. Right. So, so I don't understand why they wouldn't want to do proof of vaccination. Look, if you're a private business, you can, you can ask for that proof. That's up. That's on you. Right. That's true. That's true. You don't need a mandate for that. Right. So anyway, I I just think, I think we're so like fucked up. Pardon me about everything. It's just, I, 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 I don't, I don't see where this goes next, especially if there's another wave at some point. I think people are going to fucking crack. Well, I, mean, I think the, I think the ever present kind of sense that, that, that there's going to be violence. There has been violence. There's going to be more violence. There's going to be political violence. I mean, Jesus, the FBI is now assisting local school boards and school districts on protecting teachers right. and members of the school community and school board members. Yeah. School board members, staff, yeah. whatever. I mean, I just think we're, this is another thing I talked about with the Egyptians. I said, look, you know, you guys are, you're here. You haven't been here in, in, in 19, 20 months or whatever. You're coming to a country that's very, very different. You're coming to a country that's kind of broken, ruled by warring tribes. Well, and one of which is braying for blood. Yeah, one of which is, is there are politicians who are not even nod, nod, wink, winking at people with guns. They are throwing themselves, they're a lot in with people with guns. The country is broken. We may be living in a failed state. We, we just might be. It's entirely possible. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to bring you down. I'm just trying to keep it real. Man. Did you end up did you end up watching the the many saints of Newark? No, I, I haven't everybody said it was bad. I know I have to watch it, but like why should it like everybody says it's bad. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'll get around to watching it, but why do I want to like clear out all this time? Yeah, no, no. I was wondering because we talked about The Sopranos a lot last week. No, I know. I know. By the way, Lauren was saying, oh my God, like Brad knows the names of every single character in The Sopranos. (laughs) She's like, I love the show, but like if we sat down to watch it now, I'd need to be reminded of the name other than, you know, Tony Soprano, whatever. And I was like, yeah, guys are different. Uh, Plus Brad's a filmmaker. Yeah, but this no, I mean, it's the Sopranos. I mean, you know, we have this sensibility about mob films and mob, you know, we, shows. This has been a theme in, in season yeah. six so far, actually, I have yeah. to say. But is, I, watched, mob... I, I, I watched it this yeah. weekend. It's not worth watching. It's not worth actually, watching. No, actually, you should watch it, but you're not going to really, I can't say you're going to enjoy it. Or I can't because say that I enjoy Sopranos. it. Because it's not The Sopranos. That's no, what everybody but, says. But, but it, I didn't. It's like the problem it. with Wolfie. It's like the problem with Wolfie Van Halen. He's actually a, a quite a talented musician, but he's not his father. But I, I didn't wa- go into it so thinking like this is going to this is going to be The Sopranos. I, I did not think that. No, you don't think like in, in some level. I mean, uh, it's David look, Chase. It's the same, the Sopranos. I mean, it's, right? It's, it's the same characters, right. but it's a prequel. But I didn't expect it to be the show. Right. Uh, the problem is, I think it would have made a really good ten episode series. Well, that's what I, was it. The review in the Times. One no, of the reviews I said, "I actually wanted this to be a series, yeah, not it, a it not a two hour movie." It didn't work as a movie, right? Because it didn't really go anywhere, right? But 
if you wanted to delve deeper into character studies, yeah, you have that so, ability. So you, I, you, I, you could have written that review because that's exactly what this review. I don't remember where it was. I don't think it was the Times, but it was a long review of it, uh, and it was someone who was clearly a connoisseur of the Sopranos. But I, and the other thing is, if you've never watched the Sopranos, yeah, this will make no sense to you. Right. None. Right. None. It's not like a standalone thing, thing where, you, right. where you can understand what the hell is going on. It I mean, only maybe, makes sense if you maybe, understand who everybody is. Maybe the rules of the universe should be never make a prequel. It could, it could be. Right? Think about the Star Wars prequels. They were horrible. Horrible movies. Terrible. I remember going with a guy to the first prequel, yeah. Lauren... And a friend of hers from grad school and her husband. And this guy was like Star Wars mad. The lights come up after movie. He was catatonic. It was yeah, so it was bad. Miserable. Miserable. It was miserable. So I don't know. Name a prequel that was really good and compelling. Okay. I will say. That was made after the iconic. Okay, go. An argument could be made that Godfather 2 is both a sequel and a prequel. Mm. Mm. Because of See, the flashbacks to the early days of Don Corleone. Okay. I think that that, though, is the subject of a deep and profound philosophical conversation. Right? right? right. Okay. Like, well, we would need fine. to really spend well, time. Because it's both. It's not It's not clean. It's not like a, it's not a right. prequel like, only. Like, what is it? What right. is it? I mean, it's worth, and it's worth pondering for hours, I think. Well, it's probably the best follow-up to a movie that's right. ever been made but okay but that, i don't think that qualifies because it's not a clear-cut case of a prequel but it, you know i would say a quarter of the film is takes place know, in I the know. path i know but so, but, but it wasn't this is the prequel the, oh, I the know. saints I of know, newark was, this is the prequel Obviously, the phantom uh whatever yeah. the stupid three right, star wars movies are prequels. Were. I'm sure if we racked our brains and we went back and did some research, we could maybe find a prequel that worked. Maybe. I, I can say, I can say, and this again, this is a discussion whether yeah. it is a, it's a tangent. It's part of the, uh -huh. it's part of the saga, but not a prequel. But the Star Wars movie Rogue One actually right. happens before A New Hope and fills in a lot of the holes of that okay. story. But it wasn't a prequel per se. Like they didn't advertise it as a right, prequel. Right. I thought that, and of course, of the the more recent movies, that was by far the best one. Yeah. No, um, those those last three were pretty good. The ones. That yeah, they came were pretty out. good. And Rogue One was the best yeah. of the three. Uh, but then they had Han Solo or whatever that Solo. Was yeah, that, and, and that sucked. Didn't and that didn't, didn't work. work at all. Sucked. Anyway, the um, thing is, it's all about. The, these franchises exist because to make money, the money. right? It's not exactly. about art. Not well, about I art. mean, it's not about it. You know, like the first three Star Wars movies were like about love and like an adventure and creating something totally new and ever yeah. seen before, right? The rest of it's just minting cash, right? Then it's just like, okay, how can we how can we milk this until That's there's right. nothing, until there's right, nothing right, left, right? Yeah. So I think the Saints of Newark, I, it sounds to me like David Chase wasn't just trying to cash in. I think he no. was trying to do something with yeah. it, but I, it just I, it didn't work. I, didn't I, I will get there. around to it. 
I'm just gonna maybe say on a, like air, maybe on a flight that's like uh, 14 hours long, and I've watched everything already and it slept. Is, it is two full hours, so I mean it's not like a 90 minute thing. It's like a right. 120 minute thing. So you need to devote a little chunk of time to it. Right, right. You're not gonna, you know. I, I would say watch it, but don't expect anything like. Right. I, and I won't. I won't. Uh, All right, spoil don't anything. Anything. I won't spoil anything for you. Anyway, right. okay. I think I we're think, out. I think we're done for the week. Okay. And just in in deference to those people who think that we end too abruptly. Right. Madeline I'm Cook. Say, I'm going to say, <laughs> I think we're finished. Have a nice that's week. The, that's the end of it's the been, episode. It's been a great, 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 great chat. Yeah, really good, enjoyed good it. Talking to you. Good talking nice to you, too. Nice to see you on the video interchange. It's very, very nice. And, okay. um, you know, have a good one. You too. All right. All right. Be Bye. good.